Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Yeah, are you ready, Eric? Oh yeah. Are we, has our show been along? Has our show been a long? Uh, God damn it! You talk. <laughs> uh, yes, we've been around a long time. We, I, we've been doing this every single week, most weeks since 2010. I mean, uh, were you even alive then, dear listener? I don't even think so. I was like combining around with along, and I was just saying along. <laughs> it's just like. Ugh. Yeah, we've almost been here for five years. Now, according to Hollywood movie rules, it's time to reboot the show. Oh, my God, really? Have we been along long enough? I mean, Spider-Man's re- been rebooted twice since we've been on, right? That's true, but Spider-Man has sucked ass, and we've just been consistent quality. Yeah. Even those well, episodes that I name uh, with some kind of poop in the title, just to warn people that, like, okay, it's kind of a not great week. We're even great on those weeks. No, I mean, our greatest hits are labeled with poop. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thunderdome's Volume 1 and 2. That's true. Download that today. Yeah, go get that at iTunes or our website. Our best of, man. Those are pretty sweet episodes. <laughs> um, but speaking of reboot, later in the show, I'll be reviewing the reboot of National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, the, the, re- the reboot. Yeah. Good, and that's a reboot that needed to happen. Yeah, no, no, no reboot needs to happen except because well, the, if the material, the source material was good, right? If it's a classic like National Lampoon's Vacation, then like why bother rebooting? Well, well, I guess we'll find out. The original out. was a. Do you want me? I can talk about it now, or now let's let's we've wet everyone's appetites. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bring it back. I, I will. I will review the shit out of uh, Akira the manga. Okay. So, I just recently finished volume six of Akira. You're watching the new dub, which is like where everybody tries to like faithfully pronounce Japanese names in like a Japanese sounding like uh, vibe while talking uh, in English. There's Kanida! no way I can do that. I don't even try. I just mangle them in my own accent just because I was like, you know what? I'm going to sound even worse trying to do it the right way. No, exactly. And that's what made like the original so timeless is like you don't have voice actors saying like, hey, guys, you would have gone out to the beach with Akira. <laughs> it was annoying. Anyway, um, so Akira, the movie, it's a classic, an amazing, I think it was in 1980-something. I don't even I don't even know, but it's amazing. And if you haven't seen it yet, I would highly recommend where it's another one of those cases where you need to watch the movie first so you can enjoy the movie and then go and read the six-volume manga later. Mm-hmm. Because if you do it in the opposite way, you may not appreciate the movie. But the, uh, the, the guy who penned the original uh, graphic novel actually uh, wrote the screenplay and directed the movie. Like, mm. Kind of like The Princess Bride, where the guy who wrote the original book wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And it, really, it really came through. There's a, so it, I guess what everybody wonders about, and I wondered too, like, all right, what's the difference between the movie and the book? Because you, you, you can't cram six volumes, and they're like massive, like we're talking like, like, I don't know, Baptist-sized Bible, like, massive, like, like New English Dictionary massive uh, volumes. Hmm. There's tons and tons of pages, and they're just, like, so intricately detailed, and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. But what's the main difference? The main difference is that the movie is basically the first two volumes 
of the of the uh, series. I know I, okay. I, I would say like more or less just like the first volume, uh, but it's more or less just like the the first and the second one. And then there's four more other like volumes of stuff that happens after that. So the movie is kind of like um, it's kind of like the first third of the entire you know like Akira, but then it's they kind like, of condense it down. It's like grabbing boobies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got the, you're the you're the first third of the way there, mm-hmm. and then you got two more volumes to go. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Before you become a master, yes. it's like a Pokemon master. I'm gonna throw my Pokeball at your boobs. Your boobs have not fainted. I need to get, try and capture them again. First, I need to beat them up. Anyway, and uh, then I'm gonna squirt all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um so. Without spoiling too much, because I want everybody to go out and read these. I actually got these uh, from my local library. I went into the teen section, right, where all the uh, manga is. Try not to look too much like a creep, because there's like... And failed. Yeah. (laughs) No, actually, no. in in the mornings when they have like free kid programming, is the best time to go in. No. No. No, You you have to pick up your own children and bring them there. No, but that, mm, as disguise, right? No. <laughs> yeah, you put on your famous, put on a trench coat and your rapist sunglasses, and head down to the library for some ch- children's programming. No, no, no. There's nobody in the teens section at uh, ten in the morning on a weekday, because mm. those teens are hopefully in school, you know, doing whatever. Uh, so no, so I go in and like I look at the entire graphic novel section, and uh, in and among the uh, the shoujo, the bai shoujo by shonen etc um probably be shonen uh is akira i'm like holy shit i i really wanted to read this so i grabbed the first volume went away it was like exactly the same as the the movie awesome mm-hmm. but then as you start to get closer and closer to like you know volumes three and four did you watch the movie by the way nope. akira well let me tell you eric in the movie there's a big ass explosion that that annihilates japan and it blows up Tokyo. Like, really? That's the whole point of the movie is, like, there's this kid, Akira, who, like, 30 years prior uh, caused a nuclear explosion to happen. Like, he's a kid with psychic powers who blew up Tokyo. And now it takes place in the in the apocalyptic future where they're in Neo-Tokyo and it follows the exploits of this biker gang. Uh, and their one friend who's, like, a biker gang member gets taken in by the army and experimented on and he starts to have Akira-like powers... And mm. uh, and we go from there. It's fucking awesome. It's great. Um, so in in the uh, manga, that hap- like the entire movie happens the first two volumes, and then they're like, "Well, where do we go from there?" <laughs> like, or was, was all the crazy stuff that happened in the movie, uh, and then what do the characters do after that? It's something that the mm. the movie never like happened, like went through. It's kind of mm. like like uh, your favorite movie. Let's say like the Princess Bride. Uh, because I was just reading about Andre the Giant's amazing wrestling exploits. Uh, so what happens after the Princess Bride? The author tried like a sample chapter in the um, in the re-release, like the 15 years later uh, re-release, uh, for like a sequel, and it sucked, it sucked balls. Yeah. But what if he had already written it like 25 years ago? Like what happens next? This mm-hmm. is kind of like exactly that, where we see like, all right, what happens uh, later, and uh, the story continues and continues. I thought, it was, I thought it was great. I think everybody should definitely check it out. It's just amazing to to read because they explain more 
about what exactly he's trying to say through the movie and through the manga. Like, he intros the book saying, like, hey, my philosophy about life is in here somewhere. And uh, they talk about, like, the powers that the, the various psychic people have throughout the movie and really what it is and how that relates to philosophy about life. And that's really interesting. There's way more action and guts and gore and a lot of people's heads getting blown up. Mm-hmm. It's great. And it took me a while to get through because they're massive. They're huge. So if you don't have a local library, uh, I'm sure you can track down the PDFs online because cult classics like this are always backed up through piracy. Mm-hmm. Or, you can just, yeah. you know, or you can buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. Where you can also buy my books, Secret Patrol, Shark Nights <laughs> 1, Shark Nights 2, oh yeah, and coming soon, another one. I thinking you going to say, coming soon, Shark Nights the movie. Oh yeah, we'll just use volumes one and volumes two for the movie. Yes, and then you know you just have uh-huh. some on like the back burner, so you can oh, make yeah. a mint afterwards. People will be like, "Joe, did you know? Oh, oh the story keeps going. It's incredible, and all this bullshit they left out of the movie. It's best." Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about vacation now. Which one? Hollywood Road. National Lampoon's Vacation, dude. Oh, I thought he was going to say our vacation. We're going on vacation pretty soon. No, we're not talking about that yet. Okay. Um, No, man. I went and saw the reboot of Vacation. Okay. So, uh, starring who gives a shit. So. <laughs> I, I know Christina Applegate and a dude, one dude from SNL. At, not SNL. Ed Grimes from The Office and ah. The Daily Show and ah. a bunch of other shit. Okay. He played Andy in The Office. Cool. Um, so, anyways... I am a big fan of the National Lampoon vacation movies. There's the original one where they go across the United States to Wally World. Mm-hmm. There's the European vacation where you see a lot of boobs. And there's the Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. And then the late, much later on, they did the Vegas vacation. The first three are decent. They're just slapstick, you know? Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of jokes. It's kind of raunchy and stuff. And it, these aren't the greatest movies, but you can definitely sit down and watch them. Like, I just remember in college watching them on reruns all the time with my other friends. We'd just sit there and be like, yeah, this is funny. I mean, Chris, Christmas Vacation, they still play that all the time, Christmas time, and, you know, it's still funny. Yeah. So, you know, it's some good, you know, Chevy Chase was the main star, Beverly D'Angelo, and then the uh, crazy cousin Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Who, who's doing porn on Skype now? Yes. FYI. <laughs> oh, he looks like Santa Claus. Ooh. So anyways, they rebooted the vacation. And this one is a little bit of... It, it's it's actually the kid, Rusty, the character of Rusty, who was the son in the original vacation. Now he has grown up and he wants to take his family on the same vacation to Wally World because they're in a rut. Mm. So obviously it's not the same actors. Although uh, the uh, Beverly D'Angelo and... Uh, a very fat Clark Griswold show up. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. <laughs> More like Heavy Chase. Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um, so anyways, they, they go on so they, they go on the vacation. Um hey, wait, wait, can, this, can we can, can we call him Slow Chase? Yeah. He They um This movie is a hard R, mm-hmm. which I can appreciate. I enjoyed the movie. I was laughing at it. What they do is they just throw a ton of jokes at you, and half of them stick to the wall, and the other half don't. But they just keep coming. So even if one joke bombs, the next one is bound to make you laugh. Okay. 
which I can appreciate. They're, they're just jokes, just bam, 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 and they just they go all over the U.S. and they just run into shenanigans everywhere they go. Like mm. I said, sometimes the Ed Helms, his character, he does like the same kind of character in almost every single movie. I don't really like it. Mm. He does kind of like the loser slub guy, but there's enough of them that I like it. He continues the entire movie. There's his running gag. Reinsists on everyone in the car singing "Seal Kissed by a Rose." <laughs> it was just the song selection cracked me up. Um, my favorite character in the in this movie by far is there's two sons. The younger son is just hysterical. Awesome. They give him all the best lines. He's like, even though he's the younger one, he's like very self aware and he thinks his everyone else is a loser. Hmm. And so he's very potty mouth and he's just hilarious. Great. Like the skin. <laughs> like well, they show this in the trailer. They're driving in the highway, and the older brother is is making goo goo eyes at this hot, like sixteen year old uh, in the jeep next to him. I mean, he thinks she's hot. I don't think she's hot. Mm-hmm. Maybe in two years, and um, but he's <laughs> he's making goo eyes, and he's like a big nerd, and he's like, oh my god, this girl is actually into me. And then the younger brother, just from behind, pulls a plastic bag over his head. He's like, go to sleep, go to sleep. The kid's like, choking him out. So. Um, the younger brother is just, I mean, he's worth the price of admission for the movie. If you like those vacation movies that I just talked about, mm-hmm. um, if you like those movies, you'll like, like this one. Cool. Um, if, you, if you're not into that kind of you know slapstick where it's kind of stupid, but whatever, uh, maybe don't watch this movie. Yeah. So, um, but there's a lot of funny cameos in it, too. Um, and I really liked it. You know, they, they played up a little bit of the original, but not, you know, like they, they go on their own vacation. So it's a reboot. They don't go to the, all the same stops. They're just going to end up at Wild World at the end like the original. Right. So I liked it. Like, I love comedies that are hard R's, you know. You know, I love the raunchiness and the, the swearing and stuff like that in comedies. So I appreciated it. It was, yeah, I got exactly what I thought I was going to get out of it. So good job. It, it was a reboot that didn't suck. It wasn't necessary. It's not as good as the original, but it was still entertaining. I'm I'm just kind of wondering, like, what comedies today are, like, rated PG-13, you know, and make it? Most of them. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, the hard R's do well, but they don't, they're not a lot of them, because they want to try and get the most people to buy tickets that they can. Well, that's true. I mean, we're, I mean, yeah, filthier the better for me, but, but anyways, it, we got to talk about reboots. Okay. Because, you know, obviously Hollywood reboots a lot of stuff. We were children of the 80s. It's been long enough. Everything from the 80s is being considered for reboots. Mm-hmm. You've already had Karate Kid. Right. Which uh, some people really liked did with you, Will Smith's little kid. Did you really like it? Uh, I didn't watch it. Okay. I watched what? maybe half an hour of it. I was going to say, you reviewed it on this podcast. What? Didn't you? No way. All I know is that like I was riding the subway... And there was all these banners of the Will Smith kid doing a, like a split kick. Like his kid, his foot was going straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, why doesn't someone draw a dong on this picture? <laughs> <laughs> like it's the subway. No, Like the kid's doing a split kick straight up in the air. And no one has drawn a dong on this thing yet. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm missing out. It's too easy, man. It's too easy. Like the subway vandals, they got to get creative, you know? So they rebooted Karate Kid from the '80s. They rebooted Footloose. I mean, I guess you can 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 you say they rebooted Transformers and Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I mean, they're they're '80s properties, but they didn't quite straight reboot the movie. They just kind of redid shit. I don't know. I think it was a reimagining. Yeah, I mean yeah. Halloween. 
they they're they're rebooting it again now. Um, they uh, oh crap! I just had one and I lost it. I mean, they're well, they're, they're rebooting obviously they're, Terminator. They're, yeah, Terminator '80s franchise. I mean, dude, like I saw Terminator in early June. The longer the time goes by that I've seen it, I'm more and more pissed off that I watched it. I'm so like, if the first half hour wasn't so awesome, it would be right there with Prometheus. Wow. Like it was that bad and that insulting. Hmm. You know, taking something good that we all liked and just ruining it. Well, like, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, you know, the Predator and Alien franchises have been milked to death. Like yeah, they were I mean, milked so hard that you know those udders ain't, ain't gonna produce anything else. I mean, if I had you know top three recycled that used to be good, then you're just insulted and really pissed off. I mean, obviously, you just Prometheus is the worst. Then Phantom Menace is a, oh shit. And Terminator, uh, Terminator, and Phantom Menace are duking it out for second worst. I mean, Indy Four was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh god damn it, Chad. I try I, I almost successfully forgot that ever happened. <laughs> and they're gonna you, reboot Indy anyways. As soon as you say Phantom Menace, I automatically go to Indiana Jones because Star Wars mm-hmm. and Indy are so linked. Yeah. Alright, so we gotta talk about other movies that originated in the eighties that haven't been rebooted yet. And we need to go down the list and say yay or nay. Okay. Or just like how good or how bad could it potentially well, be? And and without Googling, I'm just going to think up some more because they rebooted, they redid Red Dawn. Oh, God, it sucks so bad. <laughs> it sucks so bad, dude. Yeah. Red Dawn worked. And I mean, and, and that's another thing. Some movies worked in the 80s mm-hmm. and will never work in another decade. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, there's only a certain movie, you know, 80s, you could end the movie in a dance off, you know? <laughs> like, uh, but I mean, oh, my God, that was Red Dawn was so bad. I mean, it's not like it was a cinematic classic in the 80s, but it worked for the 80s. You're like, ah, oh. oh, it's the 80s. Fuck it. It's funny. You know, it's cool. Oh, fuck. Point Break. Right. Point Break. I think that was 91. Mm-hmm. Point Break. If you were there when it happened, you will go back and watch this movie and be like, this is this is an awesome movie. This is so good. It's Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze oh, yeah. at their finest. <laughs> and, uh, and Gary Busey at his finest. Gary Busey and playing a crazy man. When I was in the movies for vacation, they showed the uh, trailer for the reboot of Point Break. Uh-huh. And they totally missed it. Ah. They're like, just let's go more extreme and less good. <laughs> well, that's like that's like the fucking um, Final Fantasy VII reboots. You know, um, the Squaresoft exec just came out and said, okay, guys, I know that you know maybe some people want like a a, a shot for shot reboot of the original, and we're like, yes, that that's exactly what we want, but in mm-hmm. HD. And he's like, but we're gonna totally revamp the battle system from the ground up, and it's gonna be so exciting. We're gonna try all these new things, and all of us are like, no, how dare you? Yeah. All we wanted was an HD version that wasn't so blocky. Yeah. We're fucking up. Well, yeah. So yeah. So Point Break. I, mean, I saw the preview. And I was like, nope. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. The original shouldn't have been as good as it was, but it's just it was the right time in the right era. And when you reboot these things, you're just you're not it's the right not the right time anymore, man. Well, what about I shit mean, shit that works at a certain period of time? You know, it's kind of like when grunge music came out. I was like, yeah, grunge is so good. If it came out now, I don't know. You know, it's like if, if it came out at the wrong time, it wouldn't work. It's true. It's so, true. anyways, for wait, wait, wait. I just thought of another one. Oh. Gem, the Gem movie. Ah, oh, the Gem movie. And also. That, Wait, there was there was one that worked like um, that you, that I, th- I believe you liked. There was like a vampire movie that came out recently. 
uh, not the Lost Boys, um, Fright Night. Oh, yeah, Fright Night was great. Okay. Fright Night was better than the original. Cool. That's right. We reviewed it like three years ago on this podcast. Mm hmm. Where it was one of my favorite movies of the eight, of the uh, of the summer that year, yeah, and it was just like a throwaway, like an August fourteenth throwaway. So no, that was really good. It can um, be done. Yes. Yeah, so so let's here, so let's just kind of go down the list. Okay. And so I have some really popular ones and some that aren't popular because sometimes it might be better to reboot something that had like a cult following but wasn't like super famous, right. so you have a little more leeway, like Fright Night. Mm-hmm. All right. So first of all, <laughs> we're gonna start with the start with the juicy one, Monster Squad. Oh God! This is prime for a remake. If no one saw Monster Squad, it was like let's take Goonies, have all the same character types, but put in monsters. And Frankenstein became the sloth of the group. Yes. Like if you go through Monster Squad, they've got Mikey, they got Mouth, they got Chunk, they got the fat kid with the Hawaiian shirt. Frankenstein becomes sloth. I mean, like, it's, they got, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, it sucked so bad. It's bad. I mean, it's it's just really bad. But that, to me, you could reboot. It's got a name. Mm-hmm. People know it. Some people might have liked it back in the day. And you could totally make it better. Monster Squad with kids? I mean, that's just begging for a reboot. I agree. I watched the original recently, and I was shocked how 80s it was. Well, the good thing was the kids all had potty mouths, too. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, like later, later, butt love. <laughs> I mean, and and that, and that's fine, but like some of the other things I said, I was like, oh my god, this is not a kids movie. This it is was like awesome. A teenager movie. Well, I mean, same with Goonies. The the kids were filthy back then too. That's true. It was awesome, man. That was the probably the best thing about Monster Squad was the the potty mouth. Word. But that could be totally rebooted, and the monsters could be way better. You could make it scarier or less, but I'm saying with the right amount. I mean, like, we've done tons of kid sport movies. Let's reboot a kid monster movie. Awesome. I love that. And let's not have... <laughs> and let's not have a little... Let's not talk about little girls being virgins to save the day. Please. Can we that was yeah. that was integral to the plot. They're like, well, we need a virgin. Well, the only girls can be virgins. Apparently, we'll have the ah, which is strange. Um, I actually have to like jump out of my seat for a second. So go play, go into the next one. I'll be right back. Okay. So obviously, Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite '80s movies of all time. I love the movie. People have always wanted a sequel for quite a long time. There's all those rumors online that like it might actually be happening now. You know, like the Goonies are now parents; they got their own kids. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, I can still watch Goonies today over and over and over again. Will a sequel be any good? In the right hands, yes. Will they be in the right hands? Probably not. It'll suck. But it's one of those things where I liked it so much that it's just worth it to take a shot. And I will make the promise that they make a sh- if they take a shot and make it, I won't complain too hard if it sucks. I'll just be like, no, they tried. It didn't work. Whatever. Um, cool. For Goonies, at least. Uh, you know, obviously, there's some properties like Indiana Jones. You just don't want them to touch again. But So what do you think about this, though? Back to the Future. Back to the Future reboots? Back to the Future reboot. I just, I don't, mean, want, I just don't want to just leave Christopher Lloyd out of it. And, and I'm sold because he's officially too old to be in anything anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, total reboot. I mean, when, again, Back to the Future, if you go back and watch those movies, it shouldn't have worked. Like, wasn't he, like, making out with his mom at one point? 
Yeah, well, that's, I mean, it was funny. <laughs> Incest was funny. Back in the I 80s, mean, they had all these pedophile jokes, too, that people were like, pedophiles are hilarious, teehee. I mean, like, some, com- I'm, you know, obviously, I'm sure a ton of comedians have said this before. They're like, all right, I have to set it up so my mom is being raped by the bully so then my dad can come in and save him <laughs> but she made it out with me first yeah that's that's the that's back to the future that's the plot well i mean it, actually it's funny you say that it's a real thing i forget the scientific name for it but when people have uh, like like uh, adopt their kids and then meet them later in life there's like this strange attraction that happens Oh, well, let's so moving it's on. Legitimate on. science, Eric. So, should we <laughs> reboot Back to the Future? Like, do you think it'd be cool? No, absolutely not. Because it's so iconic and people are still making money off of that today that I think the, a reboot is just inevitable. So, I'm just going to say, no now, way. Reboot something so here, else. Reboot here's Ewoks the one, first. Here's the one thing I got to say about Back to the Future it's the only time in any movie I think I've ever really seen where they go to the future and it's kind of fun and quirky. Sure. Every time you go to the future now, it's all like, oh, look at what become of us. It sucks. Everything is regulated. You know, it's like, it's always terrible. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it's not like, they're like, we have flying cars, but the government's watching us and we have all got microchips at us. <laughs> ah, minority report. You're guilty before you commit the crime. Yeah. You know, whereas back to the future, they went into the future and it's just like, oh, cool. Look, hoverboards, 3D movies that are fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Picture phones, <laughs> yeah, microwave but, pizzas. Yeah, at, at the same time, it was like kind of lame too. It was kind of yeah. like, see all this crap, like all this stuff that you're distracting yourself with now, like it's mm-hmm. going to be even more so. And they were totally right. Yeah. All right. So that's a no on Back to the Future. All right. Legend. Absolutely needs to happen yeah. right away. Just so more people see the original. Yeah. They could totally reboot Legend and make it cool. I mean, they spent. There's if you break down the movie, there's certain parts of the movie they should have spent more time on, and mm-hmm. less. They should have had less uh, drunk seduction scenes uh. with the devil, and they should have had more scenes, obviously, with the goblins. I don't know. I think it depends who you ask, because like the devil, like hitting on like the uh, what, what's her name, Lily, you yeah. know, was like was super creepy. And crazy, yeah. and that was kind of like, like, what do you do, man? Like, the devil just doesn't want to like kill you. He's like, I'm gonna put something in your drink, <laughs> and then your butt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're gonna wake up, and it's gonna seem like a nightmare. But I would have liked to dream. The way the movie was set up, you almost felt like there's only like eight people that lives in the world, anyways. There was like two houses. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked to see a wider berth. You know, more people. Like when it's snowing and the unicorn's dead, like. Like people being pillaged, I guess. But then you know, there's like this whole like, well, then some. I mean, a director would probably take it too far to be like, look at all the fucking lore that we put into this book in twelve years of pre-production. They carved all the armor like Lord of the Rings style, and you know, just like bog it down with all this excess crap. You know that nobody really. Well, they should take a crack at it. Okay, I agree. I agree there. All right, here we go. This is the big one. Never-ending story. You know, I think there's enough material in the books that... And and the sequel sucked ass, so... Um, yeah, who knew there was a part three? It's awful. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think legitimately, the original is a classic. You can't yep. touch it, but you could do something... Uh, yeah, not as a movie, but as a miniseries that could do justice to the whole book. 
We're talking movies, Chad. Mm-hmm. And stop talking about sequels and stuff. This is called a reboot. You have yeah. to assume that parents are going to see because it's the originals, but, a, but the kids now they have no idea what happened. So obviously it's going to be a reboot of the original movie. Okay. So do we do it? Uh, I mean, it's so 80s. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it would work. I mean, plus, the whole premise of the movie is books are cool and no one reads books anymore. <laughs> so in the beginning when they do it, people can be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of store is he in? There's like lots of binded paper. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Is there a printer in there? Like, would, would the movie have to start in like an Apple store? Yeah. Was it a never-ending story, an e-book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending e-book. And like he has it, he's up in the attic, and he's like, "Oh shit, I need to charge it." And he has to try and plug it in somewhere. <laughs> awesome, that would rule. So. He has to go up on the roof and uh, get a lightning strike to uh, recharge his uh, his e-reader. I mean, the Camorca would be a lot more scary this time. That's the but- thing is is like you can. But like they they have to use a puppet though because do you remember the Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. The first movie they had like CG wolves and they sucked ass. Yeah. They were just they were awful and and the the people interacting with them it was like well clearly you're just in front of a green screen swinging your sword around. All right, here's one that I don't care what you say it needs to be rebooted. The Last Starfighter. They're already doing it. Well, I mean, I was hearing that they're talking TV show. Uh huh. But I was I was hoping they'd go movie. I, I mean, TV show I'm in. Last Starfighter is so good, and tell it's me, not it's not good, but tell, it's so good. Tell me more about it while I while I do something really quick. Hold on. Okay, the Last Starfighter kids, go back and watch it. This dude is playing a 1980s video arcade game, and what he doesn't realize is it's actually a recruiting device. And when he beats the game and hits a high score, these aliens come down. They're like, dude, you're so good at this. We actually were seeing who on your planet was worthy. You're the best. We want you to pilot an actual starship and play video games, but like kill an alien, evil alien race in real life. Boom. Everybody's dream. It's so good, dudes. The movie itself, not really that great, but um, it was good for its time, but it could definitely be rebooted awesomely. Like the last Starfighter needs to happen. I don't think I don't think I can actually watch the original anymore. The last time I saw the original, I was like, "Guys, this really wasn't that good." No, it's good. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, all the all the practical effects were super weird. Like uh, the guy who recruits him, his he's like an alien for whatever reason, wearing a disguise. But dude, everything about that movie was good. I like don't know. the effects aren't that good now, but everything about that movie was good. I mean, the aliens look like regular people, except they all had, like, bald spots on their white hair. Right, so if they redid it, they could make it even better. That's what I'm saying. Like, this movie needs to be remade. All right. I I could see it. I'm just saying, like, all right, so the original wasn't good enough, but people still know about it. Yeah, and so, and here's how you change it. Instead of him playing an arcade cabinet, mm-hmm. he's playing online, but what he doesn't realize is he's playing online against the universe. Uh. So he's playing online, he thinks he's, like, beating up people in, like, Kansas or England or something, mm-hmm. but he's actually playing against, like, Centauris or something. <laughs> you know, he's playing against, like, there's, like, there's other people running the simulator in, like, a different galaxy, and he's, like, hosing them on it, and they're like, we need that guy, go get him. I love that. See, if Boom. if in see, they should like uh, mix it a little bit with Ender's Game in that like he is unwittingly actually piloting nope. spacecraft. No, no, no. I hated it. Hated Ender's Game. Wait, the it was stupid. 
Well, I didn't, even see, I didn't even see the movie, so... The movie sucked. Yeah, he did a simulation, and they're like, actually, you just did, you just destroyed a whole civilization. Good job, you won. Yeah, see, in the book... Anticlimactic. Well, in the book, that kind of worked, because it was like, you know, because you weren't thinking about it, and the book is like talking about how he's just suffering, you know, and they're just, you know, they're like, you gotta keep training, man, you gotta keep training. And then the whole point was, was that, like was that he he fucked with the civilization and didn't even know and the and then the the bug people were like he goes to the bug planet and the bug people were like were like the humans uh, chose not to forgive us for our last war so we're we're probably dead if you get this message and he's like fuck what did i do and the only good part about the movie was the training battles that was cool right that was like the entire first leg of the book too yeah so anyway so um yeah last starfire needs to happen um uh, one that should never be rebooted, obviously, is Princess Bride. Leave it. Yep. It's, it's too good. Immaculate. It's too good. You can't do it any justice. People will hate you for it. Don't touch it. I mean, the people who who played those roles, you can't recreate them. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just be too different. I mean, who can you get to play uh, Andre the Giant? You you can't, like, you, you, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, can't reboot it. Now, this, li- this is my last one, and I'm sure you'll have some more, but... This one is a terrible, terrible franchise. Okay. But as a child, I thought it was the most freaking awesome thing ever. Mm. And it needs to get rebooted, but in a bad way. Mm. It needs to be, you know, kind of like when um, uh, when Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson did Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. They rebooted it, but made it dumber. Mm-hmm. Same with when um, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott did The Dukes of Hazard. Right. You know, they took something that the premise was already silly when you watched it, but they made it even more dumb. Hmm. They went the opposite way instead of making it serious. They need to reboot American Ninja. Oh, yeah. American Ninja. Because Ninja, like, I don't know if you saw, like, the movie Ninja Assassin, like, four years ago. Uh, no. There's just too much, man. Like, the, it was all, like, in dark rain and just blood squirting everywhere. And, and it's, like... It's too good. You can't do a ninja movie anymore because it's just too graphic. And like a ninja should win in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So like I actually it was like it was like this movie sucks. But if you rebooted American Ninja, those movies are so freaking terrible. Yeah. But if you rebooted them, not with like Jack Black, but like something like that. If you rebooted it, where like you know the main character, you know like you just know that this is gonna be. They're going with. They're trying to recapture the original movies. They're so bad, so this will look bad, but it will be funny because it's tongue in cheek. You know there was an excellent web series done a few years ago by the studio formerly known as Dark Maze uh, Productions or Dark Maze Studios, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's called like Ninja Warrior or Ninja. Oh no! I think it's called like like nin, not like Ninja the Domination, but Ninja colon the something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. It's exactly the kind of cheese that American Ninja had, and like they do, and it's it's all comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, ninjas ninjas fighting to the death on like the playground. You like know? I and really, I I think you could I think you could reboot American Ninja with like Andy Samberg. Oh, they're sure. Because he was raised on that stuff. Like, if you watch Hot Rod, you know he would take good care of it. Like, I mean, he would. You, you got to have Kenny Powers. That's all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're right. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Foot fist way. Yes. You're right. No, it's got to be Kenny Powers. It's got to be Danny, Danny McBride. He should be American Ninja. Maybe lose a couple pounds. And he he's at least he's American Ninja. Or he's like, because American Ninja always has like one soldier buddy. Yeah. 
he always had like one GI buddy. Mm-hmm. So Danny McBride, maybe like Andy Samberg's the ninja, and Danny McBride is his is his uh, marine buddy. I love it because there's always that one dude. He's like, I'm gonna just kill ninjas with machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that just needs to happen like tomorrow. Yo, American Ninja reboot. Check it out. We can cast the guys from Enter the Dojo as like the evil ninja squad. You know what I mean? Like they, he has to fight like a zillion ninjas. Let's oh, yeah. bring in the dudes from Enter the Dojo, or, or at least Master Ken. And just put them in like weird situations. You know, like the first Transporter movie, mm-hmm. he like had to fight in weird stuff, like on oil with with bicycle uh, yeah. <laughs> sp- uh, spokes or whatever, or like on a bus and stuff like that, yes. or with the fire hose. Do that. Like just put them in like really put them in like a elementary school cafeteria. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like like just put them in with some weird stuff. Put them at like the count the county fair. I love it, you know. And fight ninjas everywhere. And, like, have them fight ninjas at the county fair, and it's, like, this huge bloody ninja bath. But, like, just make it so, like, everyone else is just enjoying the fair. <laughs> like, every, everyone else is just there, riding rides, playing games. They're almost being hit by ninja stars and stuff, but they don't even, like, think about it. Dude, you know what we should do? Sorry, hmm. somebody needs to do this. So, the, the intro to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, colon, Secret of the Ooze. You know, the opening scene where they're fighting, like, uh, like 200 street thugs in, like, mm-hmm. a, a closed-down, like, deli-slash-mall? Yeah. Someone needs to recut that so that every single time that they beat up on those dudes, they're actually murdering them. Well, that would be good. So all we need to do is see some blood and guts and gore. You know, like, when Michelangelo hits a dude with, like, some sausages that he found, we need, like, a quick cut to his eye. See, like, his eye leaking out of his head. He's like, oh, my God! And redub the voice. Do we redub the voices to make it sound badass, or do we leave it in and make everything else badass? I I, I think I I love the uh, the wacky soundtrack and how how yeah. silly the turtles are, and that would be a great contrast to just like blood and guts, and to see it like, just like blood splattering the screen. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like Don, like Donatello takes the place of one of those like punch dummy clowns. Yes, and then pokes the guy right in the eye. Yeah, like, that's a fatality <laughs> right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, every every time they get hit, blood splatters everywhere, and somebody's screaming. That would be cool. Yeah. Like my that. leg, my my <laughs> leg. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for um for reboots. But you guys should hit us up on Facebook. Like, what '80s movies should be rebooted or just mm. never touched again? Because I'm sure there's like, you know, I mean, Weird Science, maybe. I mean, we didn't even talk about like teen comedies. Well, I mean, those have been done to death, redone to death. Yeah. But but there's just something about those those classic uh it was it was like right place, right time. Like they could mm-hmm. reboot the movie Teen Witch, which they shouldn't do. But uh but I'm sorry, I'm just getting secret code language from somebody that's in here like, no, I think it's a really bad idea if you go get ice cream, leaving me doing a podcast with two sleeping children, but oh, I guess you do gotta it. do what you gotta do. Get the ice cream. Dad, do, it. do it, do it. Um or like uh, the TV show I watch now, The Goldbergs, which is uh, set in the 80s, they rebooted Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They just nice. devoted an episode to all about like a kid who wanted to do the same thing. So he does his own version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was great. You know, there was an actual TV show in the 90s that did that called yeah. called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, shit, yeah. That was, And it took me a long time. Uh, my, my friend Weiss in college, he had this goal, kind of like Kevin Smith, to uh, to buy on ebay of like every single episode of that show and watch it mm-hmm. so we marathoned a lot of it and i realized about halfway through the first season i'm like oh my god this is just like ferris bueller the tv show 
mm-hmm. then and then the very last episode of season one, Ferris Bueller shows up. Oh shit! It's not actually him, but right. you know, like they're in the background, and uh, it's like him and his buddy, the uh, the rich kid, and he's like, "Oh, Mr. Bueller, oh, that's how it's done." You know, just some mm-hmm. kind of like throwaway to do a little nod, a little tip of the uh, fedora to the uh, nice. movie. Nice. Cool. Well, that's all I got, man. I guess I'm going to go with ice cream now, now that I heard you having it. Yeah, I'm not eating any ice cream. I know. I just want to throw it in your face. I'm going to go eat ice cream. I'm going to eat ice cream right now. Yeah, Yeah, you think think you're going to eat ice cream and you feel special? Well, get this. I found a local uh, bodega down the street that sells Mexicoke for a buck fifty. Yeah. Me drinking my caffeine with real sugar and not corn tonight. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna eat ice cream made from Girl Scout cookies. Ooh, it's like picture a peppermint patty. Uh huh. Ten times bigger, so it's a circle. It's Girl Scout chocolate thin mint ice cream with a hard chocolate shell. Is it like bootleg? Do they actually sell ice cream now? No, they do, man. It's delicious. What? Yeah, it's That's, so good. You know, pretty soon they're just gonna show up at your door, being like, "You want some cocaine?" <laughs> Girl Scout <laughs> cocaine. We got anything, any kind of short-term fix. We got it. Yeah, yeah. and I will take it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We are the Jump Med Podcast. You can check us out every week at jumpmedpodcast.com. Also, back, back in by popular demand on retrowaretv.com. Uh, elder-geek.com uh, you can download us on iTunes where you can subscribe to us and uh, hey and uh, what else do I want to say yeah the uh, maniac of the week goes to Mr. Victor Santiago who has been blowing up our Facebook page like crazy thanks dude and thanks yeah, thanks, every- thanks for the book recommendation yeah and um, we didn't even talk about this but like rest in peace Mr. Rowdy Rowdy Piper yeah, man. You were that good. dude was, he was one of the straight, he was one of the best heels of all time, dude. He was doing, I mean, you'll have to all overlook some of his racist interviews from back in the day. <laughs> but, I mean, the dude knew how to cut an interview. Yeah. No, he, like, was, he was one of the best. He, he, could turn, he could turn on the crazy. And he made one of the, he left the WWF to go to Hollywood. Like, mid-career, he, he does this great interview with, uh, with, Mean Gene, where he's like, "Yeah, thanks for being a fan all these years. I'm gonna go to Hollywood and give it a go," you know. And made one of the greatest cult classic <laughs> movies of all time. They live. Yeah, dude. Obey. One of the greatest fight scenes of all time. Obey. Download. Listen to a podcast. Yes. So, and as a fitting tribute, uh, Rout and officially Rowdy Ronda Rousey beat the shit out of that other fighter. That was so awesome. She's the greatest U.S. athlete currently it's so good man she just crushes people that other woman was talking s like hitting way below the belt with the stuff that she was talking and ron and she's from brazil and ron rousey's like let's have the fight in brazil i'm gonna embarrass you yeah. and then oh man she just crushed her 34 seconds I love it that. was so delicious i love the end uh, <laughs> i think i think um uh kieran over boomstick reviews was just quoting batman and bane where she's like <laughs> where she's like <laughs> Right, I'm going. I must. He's like, I'm. I'm. All right. You talk shit about my father. I'm gonna break you. And the girl says, armbar. And he's like, No. Your punishment will be more severe. <laughs> it was so good, just man. Didn't didn't go for the submission. Just beat the hell out of her until she face planted. And during the uh, 
you know, the weigh-in, the press conference before. The other oh. girl was like screaming in her face and saying, "Don't cry, don't cry!" Oh yeah. And after Ronda Rousey uh, hit her so hard that she just face planted into the match, she goes, "Don't cry, don't cry." Yeah, Damn. USA, USA. <laughs> I saw this great athlete. This great video where Ronda is just like. Ron is just like, like uh, you know, talking about like how her mother raised her to be strong and how her body is like all built for one purpose. And she's like, don't be a do nothing bitch. Yeah. Yes. I want a t-shirt right now. Yeah. She's like, she's like all those other people trying to be pretty just so they can get underneath a millionaire and let him bang him. That ain't me. Yeah. I make my money. Yeah. But beat bitches up. <laughs> she is the best. She is the best. She's this great. Is the only, that's the only thing that killed me, though, was that she had to drop the fight in Fast and Furious 7. Yeah, but, you or know. Was it six? That, I, I, mean, that, that, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, that happened the last time. Yeah. You know, like Fast and Furious, Final Fantasy 6, where, like, another MMA lady is like, well, I'm going to job to this actress, but, you know. Yeah. It's gonna make but it she was kick-button expendables, too. There you go. Well, she needs her own movie, part. dude. Everybody loves her. She's a nerd. She's hot. She's a kick-ass athlete who everybody's like, she will murder you. Her own movie is real life. It could, her, <laughs> her movie could not be better than her than real life. She is like mid... She is... She, you know what she is? She's a reboot. Mm. She's a reboot of mid-1980s Mike Tyson. Oh, absolutely. That dude just killed people <laughs> in like 30 seconds. He was just, you just didn't want to be in the room with them. And... uh no, yeah, especially if you, were, if you if you were female, you don't want to be anywhere near this dude. Oh no, that was nineties. Okay, oh, she's just rebooted the mid nineteen eighties Tyson. Gotcha. And, you know what? She should get her own video game. That's what it should be, dude. Ronda Rousey's Punch Out Nintendo, get on it. Yes, that should totally be it. I love it. So every <laughs> so so you beat everybody in the world. The final boss is Ronda Rousey, and she hits you once, and you fall over. Yep, there's just it's impossible <laughs> to win. There's not even a cheat code. You just you can't no. win. Wow. The best you can do is like, all right, how can you can you survive for like more than thirty seconds? I was looking at uh, so she's fought like twenty five minutes total in her entire career, yeah. uh, because she's just housed people. Two people brought her, or she brought her to like four and a half minutes before she uh, not before she submitted them. Yeah, I think she had to get. Yeah, I think she got to the third round against one person. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yeah, she's American treasure. Amer- American treasure. Nobody will be a bigger Pokemaniac than this woman yeah, yeah. she's awesome I, I i i introduced her to our dad and i had him had him watch the video and after 34 seconds he was like yes yeah. see he's like let's hit it again replay it <laughs> we watched it replay it awesome. like, yes she's like the female liam neeson good luck that's right yes <laughs> all right i gotta go so somebody needs to be like yo ronda rousey the bagels were still warm oh my god taken four should be ronda rousey <laughs> Instead oh, of Liam Neeson, let her take over the Taken franchise. It would yeah. be so much better, dude. And just whatever, be like, yo, Ronda Rousey, someone took your purse. Bam, bam, bam. Yo, Ronda Anything. Rousey, somebody, somebody deleted your Pokemon saves off your Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. go get them. Yeah, Ronda Rousey for Taken. Oh man, it's, we should. This should have been the start of our podcast. Ronda Rousey <laughs> and Taken Four. So, well, all right, let's reboot Taken. Okay. With Ronda Rousey. Okay. That's the it. ultimate. Well, I end our podcast with that. That would be the ultimate reboot, Taken Four. I love it, and they they could work into the storyline where she was like one of those one of those uh, girls getting sold into slavery overseas, but she she fought her way out. Maybe. No, I still think no. it's got to be. You got to save the president's daughter. That's what Liam Neeson should have done. Okay. So she's over in a tournament in a different country, and the president is is at the show because his daughter's such a fan. Mm-hmm. 
and then someone hits the show and kidnaps the president's daughter, you know, massacres Secret Service, and so since another country, they can't send more U.S. troops there for like eight hours or something like that. You know, so just so make up some stupid reason, and I so she's that. like, "Don't worry, Mr. President, I'm on this." Bam! Yeah, That'd I love awesome. that. I love that. All right, make sure you put that somewhere in the title so people know that they should wait an hour to get to this part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to put that as like as like the main image that people be like, oh, that's topical. Click. Well, we had to do something about reboots because that was most of our things. But Word. All right, well, anyways, you figure out. I got to go eat some ice cream, bitch. Oh, all right, we'll see. <laughs> uh, fuck you. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Jump now. Engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.